Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, November 22nd, and we start with local news. A second house explosion has been reported in Murray County, according to fire officials. According to Murray County Fire Public Information Officer Savannah Madison, a Dry Creek Roadhouse exploded around 8 a.m. on Tuesday. Two people were transported to Vanderbilt University Medical Center, Madison said. Officials believe it may have been caused by a propane blast due to the extent of the damage. People were living in the home at the time of the blast. The Murray County Sheriff and state fire investigators were all on the scene. This is the second home explosion in Murray County this week. Sunday night, another home on Trousdale Lane also experienced a blast that caused drywall damage throughout all three levels of the house. No injuries were reported in that blast, according to fire officials. At that time, the Murray County Fire Department said the homeowner did exactly right when he smelled the gas by turning off the propane at the tank. Anytime we do see multiple incidents occur over a short period of time, that is suspicious. Madison stated. The United Auto Workers announced Monday that members working for the big three, Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis, voted to ratify their new contracts. Across the three companies, 64% of voting members voted in favor of the agreements, said the UAW. The ratification comes after two months after the strike began. On October 28th, the plant at Spring Hill, GM's largest assembly facility in the country, walked off the assembly line and joined the strike. The members have spoken. After years of cutbacks, months of our stand-up campaign, and weeks on the picket line, we have turned the tide for the American autoworker, said UAW President Sean Fain. The stand-up strike was just the beginning, he said. The UAW is back to setting the standard, he said. Now we take our strike muscle and our fighting spirit to the rest of the industries we represent and to millions of non-union workers ready to stand up and fight for a better way of life. The 150,000 UAW auto workers at the Big Three have won cost-of-living adjustments, annual bonuses for retirees, and elimination of wage tiers, among others. What will auto workers be receiving? raises from at least 33% to over 160%. After cost-of-living adjustments and compounded wage increases, members will receive raises of at least 33%, with some of the lowest-paid workers receiving raises of up to 160%. Tens of thousands of auto workers will see immediate raises of over 40% upon ratification. Faster progression to top pay. Workers will no longer need to wait eight years before seeing wage progression. The union was able to secure a three-year wage progression to the top pay rate. They're blazing the path to a just EV transition. The UAW won commitments at all three automakers that will bring thousands of electric vehicles and battery jobs. Improvements in retirement security for all active and retired members. For the first time in 15 years, current retirees will receive annual bonuses, a one and a quarter billion dollar boost in their benefits. Across all three companies, workers hired before 2007 won an increase in their pension multiplier. And 401k contribution increases. Although workers hired after 2007 did not win defined pension benefit pensions, the employer contribution to their 401k increased by 10%, which will double many members' annual 401k contributions over the life of the contract. 
UAW Region 8 Director Tim Smith, who represents the local UAW 1853, said the contract will mean not only better wages and cost of living adjustments for workers, but pave the way for better jobs. The Altium cell battery plant will fall under the master, and whether it winds up being 800, 1,000, or 2,000 jobs, they are going to be UAW jobs, Smith said. We're going to have close to 6,000 workers in that whole complex who are UAW. We are very proud of that, he said. The GM contract specifically grants a 25% increase in base wage through April 2028 and will cumulatively raise the top wage by 33%, compounded with estimated cost of living adjustments to over $42 an hour. Smith also said he consistently pushed Spring Hill to take part in the stand-up strike from the beginning. While the local 1853 picketing line only lasted a few days, it moved the needle just enough. They were glad to be part of it, because these are historical contracts with the wage increases, the cost of living adjustments, and everything else we are able to achieve, Smith said. It's just historical, because where do you see anybody get 11% right out of the gate? Following the news of the official ratification, all three automakers announced they look forward to continuing to deliver products to customers. GM CEO Mary Barra said in a statement, We are pleased our team members have ratified the new agreement that rewards our employees, protects the future of the business, and allows us to continue to provide good jobs in communities across the U.S. We can now move forward as one team doing what we do best, delivering great products for our customers and winning together. Tennessee Department of Transportation officials visited the Spring Hill Board of Mayor and Aldermen meeting earlier this month to present a new thought process going forward with road projects across the state. Spring Hill Board members questioned representatives on the exclusion of State Route 6 or U.S. Highway 31 or Main Street in Spring Hill from the most recent three-year plan, as well as on the potential issues facing Spring Hill drivers once the June Lake interchange is completed. TDOT officials claim a change in this thought process has shifted the way its lists are compiled going forward. Previously, the department released three-year plans for projects that were funded through the first phase, but not through completion. Moving forward, the department plans for 10-year plans to include projects that are funded through at least two phases. We used to put projects in the three-year plan, but it wasn't really ready to deliver. Now we're making sure those projects are deliverable, TDOT Assistant Chief Engineer Joe Deering said. We are working on a plan that once a project goes into environmental study, five years later, you'll see it out of construction. That shift in thought process, along with a variety of other logistical and financial issues, left Main Street out to dry, but without any answers from the state to local residents or even elected officials. Alderman Matt Fitterer asked for more transparency from TDOT going forward. It's still frustrating not to be able to give answers to citizens when they ask basic questions, he said. That's the frustrating thing to taxpayers here locally is the lack of communication or transparency or reasoning. We get asked and we have no answer, he said. Deering said he could not answer where the city fell short on the criteria for the project to continue. You're not the only place that's happened to. You're one of 95 counties that are fighting for that same dollar. There's a thousand U.S. Highway 31s across the state of Tennessee, he said. Jay Klein, legislative director for TDOT, said, We want to call our new motto, what we start, we finish. I think that should be important to this body, particularly in light of that project. Previously, we've had two iterations of our three-year plan that have been generated with this philosophy in mind. This project did appear on the three-year plan prior to that change in philosophy, he said. 
Klein said the Main Street project could cost $110 to $120 million in construction fees alone, not including right-of-way acquisition or utility movement costs. We're told we're doing everything right, our legislators are told they're doing everything right, and we're left at the end of the day with debt on roads that aren't finished and no funding to construct anything, Fitterer said. The June Lake Interchange open date has been pushed back to April 2024, barring a rough winter, officials said. Bell Construction is being assessed a $15,000 per day fine until the project is completed. Where all the money collected from the fine goes, however, is apparently unknown, according to Deering. Some of the money would be to repay the department for the staffing costs. I don't know where the rest of it would go. They will get some of the fine back because the project was delayed by a third party, Deering told the board. Spring Hill City Administrator Pam Kasky noted the state isn't the only entity with ongoing costs at the site. I understand that you have costs. I would hope they're not $15,000 per day, but I would like to point out that you're not alone, she said. We have onus representation out there because of our involvement in the project. While you're collecting the dollars, our citizens are funding the extra cost without any remuneration, she said. I would ask for you to at least consider in your discussion that if you're going to getting your cost back, however, maybe we ought to get our cost back too, she said. Alderman Trent Linville noted concerns of congestion on the interstate at the new interchange, but TDOT's Sean Armstrong said the idea is for traffic to be spread out enough between drivers using I-840 and Saturn Parkway, in addition to the June Lake interchange, that it will relieve congestion. Yes, the new interchange is going to bring traffic to and from I-65, but that same traffic was using Saturn Parkway, 840, Lewisburg Pike, Armstrong said. Yes, it does draw more to that intersection, but it should relieve these other interchanges where they're all getting hit. It should facilitate and spread the regional traffic out, he said. Alderman Vincent Fuqua said the state missed an opportunity to widen at least from I-840 to the new interchange to remove the bottleneck north of the city. While we appreciate the partnership of TDOT on the interchange, we really missed an opportunity in this construction process to, at the very least, widen the bridges that go over 431, he said. That would have made us more competitive with Berry Farms to attract those businesses and those tax dollars the governor is looking to get into the state. Klein said widening the interstate is a key component of the future plans for TDOT, as most surrounding states have three lanes of interstate beginning at their state line. Funding, however, is the main hurdle. Interstate widening is a huge piece for us. That's one of the challenges with the state not taking out any debt. Our construction budget is revenue-based, but it's about $1.2 billion each year. Because we do have potholes and other challenges, we have to take half for maintenance. That leaves us about half a billion dollars for major projects like an interstate widening, he said. Columbia Main Street Corporation, in partnership with the City of Columbia, will host the 37th annual Columbia Main Street Christmas Parade and Tree Lighting on Saturday, December 2nd from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. in Columbia's historic downtown. With a record number of over 120 participants this year, the parade begins at 6 p.m. and marches down east down West 7th Street into downtown Columbia. At the conclusion of the parade, festivities kick off for the lighting of Columbia's 40-foot Christmas tree topper around 7.15 p.m. on the courthouse steps, hosted by DJ Amped. This year's parade and tree lighting is made possible by generous community partners and Grand Marshal sponsor Stan McNabb Chevrolet of Columbia. 
The parade lasts about an hour and features holiday-themed illuminated floats, marching bands, holiday characters, scout groups, dance troops, local churches, businesses, civic groups, nonprofit organizations, and an array of construction vehicles, tractors, and classic cars. Retired Colonel Ashley Brown leads this year's parade as the Grand Marshal in honor of his commitment to the Murray County community through his years of civic and professional accomplishments. After the parade, the tree lighting ceremony takes center stage with Santa lighting the Christmas tree topper, musical entertainment by DJ Amped, an original song by Marta Alberason, and the presentation of trophies for the best of parade winners. Columbia Main Street manager Kelly Johnson stated, Kicking off the holiday season with the Christmas parade and tree lighting truly warms your heart and puts a smile on your face. I am thrilled for the community and businesses to be part of this annual event because it shows how magical and unique our town truly is. I encourage all to come early and stay late for this festive event that takes place in the heart of historic downtown Columbia. I am so excited for this year's Columbia Main Street Christmas Parade and Tree Lighting Celebration, 37 years and going strong, stated Mayor Chaz Mulder. I can't wait to welcome our residents and visitors alike in what will be a magical night in Columbia. I am also excited for this year's Grand Marshal, Ashley Brown, one of the best-known, well-respected individuals in our community, he said. A rain date is set for December 9th. You can find all of the information regarding the Christmas parade and tree lighting by visiting www.visitcolumbiatn.com forward slash events. Keep Murray Beautiful collected 520 pounds of litter from Cleburne Road on November 11th as part of TDOT's No Trash November initiative and is encouraging residents to get involved to keep the county litter-free. Tennessee Department of Transportation's Nobody Trashes Tennessee announced its third annual No Trash November, a month-long statewide initiative encouraging Tennesseans to participate in cleanup, cleanup events in their communities. Last year's campaign included 95 events with over 1,300 volunteers who collected more than 48,000 pounds of litter from the state's roadways. Litter on our public roads has detrimental impacts on safety, the environment, and the economy, while also detracting from Tennessee's natural beauty, said Deputy Governor and TDOT Commissioner Butch Ely. We want to ensure our roadways are safe from the harmful effects of litter, especially with the upcoming holidays and increased travel. In partnership with Keep Tennessee Beautiful, Adopt-A-Highway participants and youth groups, including Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, the initiative encourages residents to join existing public events or host their own community cleanup in November. We are grateful for our many partners across the state that are once again coming together in November to help us in our mission to prevent and reduce litter and look forward to reaching our goal of removing 50,000 pounds of litter from our roadways, said Brittany Morris, Transportation Program Coordinator for TDOT. By working together to improve and beautify communities across the state, we can make an even larger impact, she said. In addition to Keep Tennessee Beautiful affiliates across the state, existing Adopt-A-Highway groups are also invited to participate in No Trash November by conducting one of their four litter cleanups on their designated two miles of roadway during the month. Individuals, groups, and organizations that are interested in free programming may visit the Adopt-A-Highway map to view available routes in their community. To find a local cleanup event and to register your group to participate in No Trash November, visit www.nobodytrashestennessee.com forward slash events. Campaign tools and resources including a cleanup location map and a trash tracker measuring pounds collected are also available online. 
Local McDonald's owner-operator Gina Wolf donated $1,608 to Murray County Schools last Monday as part of the Fries for School Supplies fundraiser. The schools included Highland Park Elementary, J.R. Baker Elementary, Spring Hill Elementary, and Mount Pleasant Elementary. The fundraiser, which was launched by the McDonald's Greater Tennessee Valley Owner-Operators Association, began in 2021. Over 230 McDonald's restaurants across the business unit participate by donating 10% of proceeds from sales over a week to local schools or local school districts. Each owner-operator chooses the school or school district to donate proceeds. David Robbins, PR account executive for McDonald's, said the funds will be used to meet the immediate needs of the local schools and educators, such as providing hand sanitizer, whiteboards, or markers for students. Gina Wolf, owner-operator, is grateful for the opportunity to support her community and the teachers who make a difference in the lives of students, Robin said. In total, this year's Fries for School Supplies fundraiser raised over $84,000 for local schools across the greater Tennessee Valley region, with funds benefiting local schools and teachers to fund classroom supplies. The King's Daughter School and Heritage Bank and Trust are once again seeking help to make many Christmas wishes come true with the 23rd annual Santa's Mailbox gift drive. The annual drive will kick off Wednesday, November 22nd today and run through Thursday, December 14th. Wish letters can be picked up from Santa's Mailbox at Heritage Bank and Trust branches in Columbia and Mount Pleasant. The letters are from disadvantaged King's Daughter students and state custody kids who will be spending Christmas on campus. Students have written down their Christmas wishes and letters to Santa. Santa's mailbox should be easy to spot when you walk into a Heritage Bank and Trust lobby. Each letter contains one Christmas wish item for a student, a press release states. We are so grateful to Heritage Bank and Trust for their support of our Santa's mailbox program. Many of our students cannot go home for the holidays, so the contributions of the bank, their customers, and our entire community make their Christmas wishes come true, King's Daughter School Executive Director Shauna Pounder said. Once gifts are returned, they will be wrapped by King's Daughter's staff members and placed in Santa's bag, ready for delivery at the KDS campus Christmas Eve. The school and bank members thank you ahead of time for helping make Christmas special for each and every child at KDS, the press release states. Heritage Bank and Trust is resuming hosting duties this year as continued valued partners to KDS. Heritage Bank and Trust is proud to be a part of the wonderful work being done by the King's Daughter School, said Shelley Golden, KDS board member and executive vice president and chief risk officer for Heritage Bank and Trust. The King's Daughter School is a nonprofit residential school that has provided academic, vocational, and life skills training to students with developmental delays for over 60 years. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have mostly cloudy skies with partial clearing coming late today. The high will be 51 degrees with winds out of the northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect mostly clear skies and a low of around 30. For your Thanksgiving, we will have mostly sunny skies with a high of 57 degrees, a near-perfect autumn day. For your holiday weekend, we'll see increasing clouds with a chance of rain on Sunday. Weekend highs will be in the mid to high 50s. Overnight lows will be around the freezing mark. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. 
We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Jingle bells, houses sell all the time of the year. To get the most out of your house, let us help you there. With free home staging, yard landscaping, and some free repairs. We will carve for you to make your dreams come true. Mr. Grinch, beware. Merry Christmas to you and your family from George Varalis and The Way Realty. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus Christ changes lives. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Whatever your take on Nashville's meteoric rise among U.S. cities, its reputation continues to thrive. In fact, after years of breakneck growth, Music City's future seems brighter than ever. Nashville commands the top spot as the nation's all-around best market to invest in for the third consecutive year, according to a leading real estate industry report released in November by Urban Land Institute and PwC. The report, Emerging Trends in Real Estate 2024, highlights the diversity and strength of Nashville's region of the Nashville region's business environment. Nashville is the first city to be named a top market for three years in a row in the report's 45-year history. The ranking reflects stability across Middle Tennessee's industry sectors and in downtown Nashville's continued ability to lure massive crowds. Suburban growth is also a strong point, continuing to fuel high population and job growth. After Nashville, the top 10 markets with the best prospects, according to the Emerging Trends in Real Estate Report, are Phoenix, Dallas-Fort Worth, Atlanta, Austin, San Diego, Boston, San Antonio, Raleigh-Durham, and Seattle. After fluctuating a few cents higher in the middle of last week, Tennessee gas prices are once again moving less expensive ahead of Thanksgiving. Today's state gas price average is two cents cheaper than last Monday's. The Tennessee gas price average is now $2.93, which is 17 cents less expensive than one month ago and 28 cents less than one year ago. Even though we saw some slight fluctuation in our gas prices last week, gas prices are now moving less expensive, which is great news for the 1.2 million Tennesseans expected to take a holiday road trip over Thanksgiving, said Megan Cooper, spokeswoman for AAA, the Auto Club Group. Drivers will likely see the cheapest prices at the pump for Thanksgiving since 2020, she said. Here are some quick facts. 77% of Tennessee gas stations have prices below $3. The lowest 10% of pump prices are $2.65 for regular unleaded. The highest 10%, $3.43 for regular unleaded. Tennessee is currently the 10th least expensive market in the nation. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Murray Regional Health has announced some big plans for the future. On June 30th, the health system announced its first major construction project at Murray Regional Medical Center in approximately 20 years. The $115 million facility improvement plan will enhance our patient experience and expand access to care for our patients. It's an exciting time at Murray Regional Health, and we hope you'll stand with us as we embark on this renovation and expansion plan. Learn more by visiting murrayregional.com slash bigplans. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. The new North American tour of the hit musical Hairspray, helmed by original director Jack O'Brien and original choreographer Jerry Mitchell, makes its Nashville return to the Tennessee Performing Arts Center's Jackson Hall on June 11th through the 16th of 2024. Hairspray is the story of 16-year-old Tracy Turnblad in 1960s Baltimore as she sets out to dance her way onto TV's most popular show. Can a girl with big dreams and even bigger hair change the world? Hairspray premiered at Seattle's Fifth Avenue Theater in June of 2002. The show was a smash hit when it transferred to Broadway, winning eight 2003 Tony Awards, including Best Musical. Tickets are available now at www.tpac.org. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today. I'm Kennedy Broadcasting, WKOMWKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it at any time or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be taking a break for Thanksgiving, so we'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.